the Small Market Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Small Market Podcast. You know, the Small Market Podcast, given what we're going through, is as big a market as you're going to get. This interview with Denny McLean. Well, I'm here with Hellfire Hoffman. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Brandstetter. You, uh, we're glad to do it. You yeah. guys, it was fun talking with you. We're back from break with our guest, Brett Lyons. see his scenarios where he was so obvious, even the umpire admitted the next day that he was wrong. Curveball collectibles. That's time we thought maybe we'd talk about PSA grading. You know, I love the new White Russian Watucky. This is Kodiak coming to you guys from the Small Market Podcast. The Small Market Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Small Market Podcast with your hosts, Wataki Hoffman and host Joshua Sampson. Hello. He is a fellow podcaster himself. We're, I, you know, Josh, I'm really glad that you traveled so far to get here and uh, <laughs> took the time out of your schedule. Uh-huh. At my house in my basement. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Is... <laughs> I time traveled. Uh, you know, we just appreciate you, you know. This yeah. was the hardest episode to get rolling. I mean, this is like three weeks yeah, in the making. Yeah. This was tougher than trying to get Denny McLean. It was. <laughs> We've gotten more of a runaround from Josh really? Jameson yeah, than yeah. Denny McLean. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I can be hard to get a hold of, especially when we're uh, uh, reviewing a movie <laughs> like Driven, and I spend the first 45 minutes the first time Going, what is going on here? And then uh, refusing to watch the movie for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, coming back to it eventually and just watching it, uh, you know, the rest of the, the hour and 15 minutes I have left. I, I know you're a busy man, but it that pissed me off because <laughs> I bought the movie for $2.12 in Saginaw, used, very well used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was so proud that I got that movie. And I went home and watched it that night. Um, the movie we'll get into. But I was mo- more happy about finding a copy of the movie than anything yeah. else. That was the best part of this movie was finding a, a, DV- a copy of the DVD. <laughs> and you said you were going to. And I was like, oh, you're going to go to two. Because you went to a place where they sell DVDs, which I didn't know existed. <laughs> Stop it. You're not that young. Come on now. I didn't. I just thought they were all they were all gone. So I, it, What are these DVDs and CD-ROMs that you, you go to, talk of? You went to an mm-hmm. antique shop where there was like there was like an old farming wheel. And right next to that was a box of DVDs. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, 50 that's cents a piece. 50 right. cents a piece. Right. right next to uh, eight tracks. And then, uh, and just like some old, like uh, some antique puppets. Some vinyl. <laughs> some vinyl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Three weeks you've been waiting for this beating, Hoffman. I really have been. I, that's why I'm trying to give it to him the best I can right now, you know. But can I say, I was very. Okay, so I had heard about Driven, and I'm like, I, lo- I do enjoy Sylvester Stallone movies, if only uh, because they're uh, typically so ridiculous, right? I mean, we're talking. Uh, Rambo. I mean, r- the first Rocky is genuinely just like a, like a like a fantastic film, written and directed. I think, or written by Sylvester Stallone and directed. I don't recall who directed that. Wh- whether that was him or not, I don't think it was. I, nah, I don't you know, know. I think you're right. I don't know if it was directed by him, but it was written by him. But he's done some like I and like he's it's done some classic works. Right? Starred with him, and he won an Oscar for it. Right. Yeah. So, so. and so he was an in-demand screenwriter, which surprised me to find out that he produced and wrote driven <laughs> did oh, yeah i didn't realize that when watching it and now i have an entirely different view of this <laughs> or he at least i'll look it up right now but at least he co-wrote driven maybe he did. yeah i didn't realize that he he wrote and directed it either um i thought he just starred in it um so i didn't give it, him a whole lot of culpability for the that, that's where I was. That's yeah. where I was at the first 45 minutes. I'm like, sure. well, I can't blame Stallone for this. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. This thing I'm watching. Um, but he, uh, uh, here, let me, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So, okay. So screenplay by Sylvester Stallone. Okay. All right. Uh, just singularly him. It just he says screenplay. Co-write it. We can't blame this on anyone else. Well, it says story by. So I don't know. And I'm not sure what the distinction ever is when there's a screenplay and then story by. So, it was, uh, I, I assume this is Jan Screntney and then Neil Tab, Tabanick. Tabanick? Yeah. So I assume it was two guys sitting in a room talking about Driven, and then Stallone's like, I will write that for you. Because <laughs> 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 this, and it's, it stinks. <laughs> <What else>? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it stinks of a Stallone style movie because it's very like, 
there's there's a lot of like emotional moments or attempts at emotional moments in the same way that like Rocky has where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a sports movie, but it's a sports movie about heart and like perseverance and that like that sort of. Well, it's trying to be. I was going to say, I think that they they give it a shot at really trying to connect on the emotional moments. Yeah. But I I was left like <laughs> just like, what is this? Yeah, th- they didn't. They didn't really connect. It, it was yeah, just a really yeah, yeah. bad, bad feel to it. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would. I, I'm not going to <laughs> disagree. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's. How do you want to get into this? Do you want to do you want well, to talk I, about the movie itself? Let me, the story. Let me explain what's going on here. We have three hosts of the podcast. We very rarely get another podcast host. Sure. You know, working with us. Um, I think we have the best of all worlds here because we we've got our sound quality which we've been talking at nauseum about mm-hmm. but we've got you here we enjoy having you and we're in we're at the best place that we can record it at this is a special split episode sure. yeah, it's going to sure, be sure. Uh, a vintage talk bag episode and also uh, a small market podcast episode. because it's about sports because it's a <laughs> it's yeah, about sports. So the, the uh, sport of champ car racing. Right. What is it? Champ, champion. And exactly. And I've about Formula One racing. Yeah. Now I've given you hell before, Josh, about like why do we always do bad movies, or why is it that we we do movies and then we we just criticize them because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've never made a major motion picture. Absolutely. You know? So who who the hell are we to criticize anybody else? Sure. But you picked a good one here <laughs> because this is a rough movie to watch. And, and I don't want to put it on just me that shows this. Right, I no. think we talked about – because I was like, oh, Stallone was in a race car movie, and I have to see it. Everybody had a hard time with this movie. You watched it with your wife, and Jenny said she – I was like, did you love it? She's like, no. <laughs> no. This yeah. is terrible. And I struggled through this one. Yeah. I And I usually can find – Look, there's not no, there's nothing boring about any story. Um, there's a reason they told it. There's a reason they they filmed it and everything. This, even about race car driving, yeah, they managed to make it boring, and I found myself not interested in any of the characters. It's, and that was my biggest written. issue. It's it's weirdly written, and I sh- it, it, it like shares that um that quality with Masters of the Universe. <laughs> that it's it's an oddly written film. It's well, see, now the difference between with Masters of the Universe, I already grew up and it was enjoying um, those characters and that story of He-Man for like three or four years as a yeah. kid, as a child. So I was already invested. It did, You didn't have to reintroduce who He-Man was sure, to me sure. or Man of War or Sheila or Evelyn or Skeletor or anybody. And it's anybody. also nice that in, in Driven, uh, Gwildor's part of the pit. But like with Driven, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. you you come in cold with these characters and you're spo- they expect you to just care about them immediately. Yeah, yeah, which you can't. And you that's can't. what made it so confusing for me because I was like, who is this guy? There's very who little backstory. Yeah, I'm yeah, like right. Stallone. They just call him up and he's in a barn and he's just like, yeah, I'll race. It's like, <laughs> well, who, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you... Right. Also, um, and this was a question I asked Jenny, my wife, like three times. Why is Sylvester Stallone in this movie? Right. It, you could have put anybody in this movie. Sure. Or just removed his character completely. Or just removed his character. <laughs> Why is he in this movie? Right. Exactly. Because when it comes to the, like, the climax of the movie, it has nothing to do with him. Nope. He's He shows up at the end with his love interest who was, who, who was missing for the last 45 minutes of the film. And he just goes, thank God you're here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or he says, "I'm glad you stuck around." Like she was waiting 45 minutes, right? Which is weird. I, that's it's very odd <clears throat> that he also wrote the screenplay and was like, "This movie needs more me." <laughs> <laughs> that's even, weird. Even thinking about the characters, Andy and I talked about this before, and Andy, you kind of said like, what, "What's the point?" Like with Jimmy and uh, yeah, yeah, and then like the uh, was it the French? He, he's, car driver. Or the German, German guy. Yeah, the German, German yeah. yeah, French car French the, the German race car driver, he kinda just shows up and then Yeah. Or oh no, it was uh with Memo was that Memo, his name? Yeah, yeah and he's he just halfway through the movie, he comes in and nobody's heard about this guy. Yeah, he's just right. he's been a member apparently of the racing team the entire time. 
I said this because right. it cut to right before they 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 reintroduced Memo, who I'm sure they brought him up once before because they were like maybe they, like they might have yeah Bert mentioned Reynolds his name. Rolled up on his wheelchair and right. was like, "We got to get Memo out of there." Yep. And then that was the only line because he comes back and it jumps from a scene to this guy Memo, who let me uh, it's uh, Christian De La Fuente. And he's just sitting there shirtless wearing like a crucifix and he's just like muscled and greasy and he's praying. And I look at my wife and I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he in the movie? And then he and then it immediately cuts to him by his car and he's like, it's me, Memo. Remember me? Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm back. I've it's just like, been why? here the whole time. <laughs> See, that he's very forgettable. His, his very intro forgettable. to him is yeah, very yeah. forgettable. And, and then he, he winds up being like one of the main like moments in the film. Right? Yeah, his his right? moment where they <laughs> yeah. where they stop in the middle of a race to go back and rescue this guy where which they're in first weird. or second yeah. place, which is just crazy. And his vehicle flips for like three quarters of a mile into a river somewhere. Oh, it's just are, it's so those outrageous. Effects. Those effects, I, it's just awful. I but yeah, what, it's a pivotal point. Yeah, yeah, and, the and then they point. just to introduce this character at that moment was insulting. <laughs> I agree. I, I was I agree. insulted that they they dare introduce Memo like in such a grand way, um, and in a really kind of um, I would say like a very generic plot point. Because even before they got in the accident, I'm like, oh yeah, Memo is going down. Like, like why bring Memo in right now? There's only one reason to, and that's so they get into an accident and something else happens. So it's very like he's. It's not like Memo's like in the film. And then and then this thing happens. They just reintroduce him so they they can further the plot, and that's really frustrating to watch. Well, it was, it was predictable. Yes. Like I knew yeah. something like that was coming, and that's frustrating. When I I don't like watching a movie where I know what's you going know what's to happen. happen. Yeah. Well, now the lack of investment in characters is, I think that probably gets to me more than than the unrealistic qualities yeah. of the movie, which you know normally the unrealistic stuff. That kills it for you sure, right sure. off the bat, but not being invested in the movie at all, not caring about any of the characters. I'm like, I don't care if every single one of these guys dies in like a huge Absolutely. crash at the, you know at the end of the movie. That I'd be fine with that, and I can go home and that's it. But there's a lot of unrealistic stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever. This is not meant to like get serious real quick, and I know that it's two different kinds of cars. This mm-hmm. is Formula One. In real life, this is stock car. Dale Earnhardt Sr., if you've ever seen that crash, yeah, yeah. he veers into... The only time I watched uh, racing right. was like during that. I swear, and that's not to be like morbid, but I think it was the only time where I was like, For most wow, people, yeah, was. yeah, because it was such mm-hmm. a, like, a crazy moment. Exactly. He And that's not like a horrific crash. He just, he crashes into the side, into a side wall at 175 miles an mm-hmm. hour, and he dies. Yeah. And that's it. Nemo survives a horrific triple axle crash into a pond. Yeah. Surrounded by flames and rain. Yeah. And Oh, his car goes flying through the air. Oh, yeah. The graphics were insane. They were insane because <laughs> I remember so the I think the reason we first started talking about this movie was because I was like, Oh yeah, I, I seem to remember uh I I get I, I get driven and days of thunder confused. <laughs> And then, and then you were like, no, no, it was Sylv- Sylvester Stallone was in this movie, and I was like, oh my word, yeah, that's a film. And I remember, I remember the graphics, barely, as, barely. <laughs> what we can call a film with quotation marks. But as my child brain, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember like the graphics being interesting, and I particularly remember guys getting out of their cars to go save somebody who's like in a river, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the graphics being good. Watching it this morning. And seeing the car fly through the air in slow motion, and then another car comes by and hits it and throws it off through the sky, it was like, it was embarrassingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it was, was tough to see that. Right. I, you're probably sitting there. I hope the neighbors <laughs> don't see me and my wife watching, watching this, this right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It pisses me off, by the way, that you got to watch this this morning, <laughs> and I watched it three weeks ago. I got these I, notes that I've like, like I was telling you guys before we started recording, I don't remember which notes I wrote seriously and which ones yeah. I, I wrote sarcastically. I, you know, I just did this with uh, Highlander 2 because I reviewed Highlander 2, well, earlier this past summer. And I had taken notes when I thought right before the pandemic hit 
I'd taken like a series of notes. I'm like, oh, I'll talk about him then. Tried to do the episode then uh, over like Zoom. Didn't work out. So then when we tried again and we were actually in person, I brought the same set of notes. And I was like, oh, I have to like, I've got to like rethink everything that I wrote because we also rewatched it right then. And I was like, I graded this way too highly. (laughs) (laughs) So I wouldn't feel too bad. And just the, um, because I think you're making very salient points. um, And uh, you're sharing the confusion, I think, that Andy and I have about what. Because uh, I don't even know what this movie means. I got it, it got done, and I'm like, "What? Right. What was? What was the theme? Do you think? I mean, what, well, what do we you all think? come together at the end, like everybody right. that's like sleeping with this one gal, and <laughs> right. it's like we we are all like mortal enemies on and the racetrack, but we all come together and celebrate, yeah, yeah. as a group at the end. I, I don't, I don't know. And what a messy love triangle. Yeah, it was just this. Like, everything yeah. was just a yeah. mess. Yeah, yeah. sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the one girl, my wife pointed out that the one girl who was eating the olives and just being terrible, who was Memo's like yes. girlfriend, she was just like, like the one girl left the room and she's like, what a bitch. And it was like, what? So you're just there to be mean and nasty? And like, you used to date uh, Joe Tanto, who was Sylvester Stallone's character. Oh, yeah. his yeah. Now, Whatever happened to her in the end was... I there was know. no closure on that. I no. was curious to see what was going to happen with that. So she was just there to be a wench in the bathroom. Yeah, and then and then that was the end of her character. Yeah, right? it's like his new like Stallone's new girlfriend in the movie like comes up and she's like, oh yeah, that was really interesting and like, oh yeah, are, are, you're supposed to be like wearing formal wear for this like gala event or whatever. And then uh, and then this chick, she just comes around the side and she's just like, oh, what are you doing? And it's like, oh god, you're you're in this movie just to be a jerk, <laughs> and I hate you immediately. And then at the end of the movie, she's like holding Memo's hand. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, she's actually a nice person. And it's like, oh, what an awful, like, why introduce her in that way? I don't understand. It's just like the, weird writing. It's just odd. There's so much convolution with, with character yeah. and character development and story. There's no story. I, for anybody that, that's listening to this and is like, I haven't watched this movie or I haven't seen it in 20 years. Yeah, yeah I guess. That's we, probably wondering, yeah. like, is this 20 years old? Is that right? 2001 20 yeah 20 years yeah almost 20 years so they're probably wondering why are these three guys just like diving into this just head first criticizing everything about you don't know the story if you don't know the story don't worry because there is no story yeah the story is basically there's formula one racing and um Stallone is brought uh, he he's a former race car driver and yep. he's brought out of retirement by Burt Reynolds to basically I kept forgetting Burt Men- Reynolds was in the movie. Right. Is he too. there to mentor Jimmy, the younger driver, yeah. that the, the younger right. up and coming driver? Who's played by Kip Pardue, Jimmy Bly. Right. And and Stallone is confused and he he thought that he was being brought out of retirement to become a driver again, so he was kind of yeah. excited. Uh but that's not the case. Um and something you don't realize is in watching some of the the deleted scenes. I only watched one deleted, the first one, because it was deleted like, scenes. Eh. See, I thought more scenes needed to be deleted, that, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to go ahead and watch more. The only one you really needed to watch was the first deleted scene, and it was maybe like eight minutes long. And oh what my it was, god! Well, addition- I know because usually they're about like a minute, minute and a half. This, there whatever. would be an additional almost ten minute runtime of this film. Oh, it's yeah. already a two hour long movie. But this was the one deleted scene I thought was pop probably necessary because yeah. it was the beginning of the scene stallone wakes up he's all rugged and he's he takes a glass you know he drinks a sip of he he drinks some whiskey mm-hmm. lights a cigarette kind of looks out the window he's like contemplating his life and then he goes out to the garage and you realize what he does for a living which is like he kind of tests auto parts or okay it just he he sells them or something they were introducing know. him as the stereotypical burned out driver right exactly <laughs> you know that old trope <laughs> <laughs> and then then he gets a call saying hey we'd like you to come out and yeah be a part of the the racing thing again and that's what brings him in the story where they cut to in the movie is he's just out in the garage yeah and he gets a phone call that's it. They've yeah. cut out seven, seven, eight minutes yeah. where he's kind of like, 
he's this more like reflective yeah he's reflective and you kind of feel bad for him and you kind of get invested a little bit in his character okay i could see that i and would cut out another eight minutes somewhere else and put that in because i you agree. Don't, you don't you <laughs> don't agree. get that sense uh from his character he just shows Not up and he's all. like yep it's racing's hard jimmy and then there's like <laughs> exactly <laughs> and then burt, Yenel, uh, burt reynolds yells at both of them um from his wheelchair that's it um, what's and, exactly the story behind did they ever give any uh character so, development on why he's in a wheelchair or what the reason is i don't know if they did i didn't think catch it i didn't catch it so i didn't know if they did i wonder if he was in an accident well they, well they keep kind of making that a focus of his character okay. that he's in a wheelchair but they never ever explain why. I bet, that's, was, I bet that's exactly what it is, too. I would was, say it's it's written in that way that it's it's almost stereotypical enough where I bet Burt Reynolds was in an accident. You you have but to just, just come assume out and say that. it, damn it. I think they should. You have to just assume that, and like I said, I didn't get through the rest of the deleted scenes. Yeah. So that was probably another probably deleted scene where they talked about like Burt Reynolds flashbacking to like his accident or whatever. And just like as a suggestion for a rewrite when they eventually re when they redo, redo driven when they redo oh, driven yeah. remake it make the okay sylvester stallone needs to get into an accident which makes him scared like of driving and that's what gets him out of the thing this new hotshot jimmy bly shows up burt reynolds has also been in an accident the focus of the movie then needs to be burt reynolds and stallone having different uh, interpretations of their accident yeah, burt reynolds being like crippled stallone not being crippled but scared and then them both realizing that jimmy bly is headed for like the same kind of because they're both like hot shot drivers right, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like no no you got to work as a team and then there should have been memo should have been introduced in some way where he needs to be the team member who like blocks them and then to show hey don't be afraid of like being crippled or getting into accidents this is the character it like it should be that. yeah that, that should have taken place sure that sure. they Clearly did not want in this movie to begin with. Right. Now, I would watch that movie, Josh. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Because Burt Reynolds literally, I was laughing by the end of the movie because Burt Reynolds is just showing up pissed off in a wheelchair. And he's like, what do you think you're doing? And it's just like, what what is your motivation? Why are you here? They really wanted uh, him to be like the the Burgess Meredith character of race car driving. Right. And the thing, the difference though, is that you care about the Burgess Meredith character in Rocky, but you don't give shit about. Yeah, I don't the, care about Burt Reynolds at all. In this right, movie. I care about Except him less him. than I care about the main characters in the movie. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's, which, that's definitely true. Which is not very much. You I, know? I did care about him when he was chasing those chickens in his wheelchair, and he's like, "You got to pick him up, Rock," and he kept calling him Rock. <laughs> so I was like, "Stop! Shh, no, this is driven." That Shh. did happen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> And Gwildor was there, too. Oh, come on. It's, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would have made it a better movie. It right? would have been. <laughs> if Gwildor was in, in this. So I had some strange notes in here, and I, I'm still trying to figure out if this was sarcastic or not. It's been three or four weeks since I've watched this movie. Cool soundtrack! Exclamation point. <laughs> okay, I have some thoughts. <laughs> was it a cool soundtrack, Josh, or not? I thought it, I thought it was awful. It was oh, awful. okay. So that must have been sarcastic. <laughs> and, I, right. and I was trying to... I And I totally understand if you liked it. I, can, I had to bid. But here's my thing. It is the most 90s soundtrack I've ever heard. It might have well have been like Bush's Glycerin over and over <laughs> and over. Because and the other trouble I had with it is I can't say that the music was bad necessarily. I It's not music that I appreciate. But every scene was underscored with this like melodramatic song. And it sounded like something right. from like high school prom or middle school. And they would just be talking about some some banal thing like like oh yeah we've got this race tomorrow and underneath it was just like i wanna hold your hand and be with you forever and it's like why this doesn't need to be in this scene girl you're the one but you're judging a 90s movie by 2020 standards which is yeah well it's a 2001 movie or oh (laughs) well i'm wrong (laughs) never mind i'm doubling down on this yeah so you win i think it was just inappropriate use of melodramatic music because i can't say the songs were bad if people like that fine but every scene like there's a scene early on where stallone goes to see the german guy and uh it's just like you need to go if you're really upset about losing your your woman you need to go like get her back and the entire scene you it's kind of hard to hear the dialogue because this like 
Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing type song is playing so loudly in the background that I was convinced the German guy was just playing it in his house. And it was like, it wasn't background music. It was just like, he was actually listening to it. Right. So it was just because it was so loud and aggressive that I'm like, oh, this is distracting me. Um, (laughs) I'll take other thoughts. Other thoughts on that. I I, I would appreciate. I, I, I think it. I think when you use music in that way, it gets very frustrating, we, as most of this movie was, was I think, frustrating. I th- yeah, I agree. I think we have a lot to talk about. Do you mind if we take a break, as we usually do in, in small market podcast fashion? I think the only thing I would like to 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 do, as I try to steer the vintage chalk bag away from using some kind of convoluted rubric, is before we close this out, is that we do a like and a dislike okay. about the movie. All right. So we give one positive thing and one negative thing. That's what I think. But we can do that later because we okay. can. But we can take a break totally. now. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with the vintage talk bag slash small market podcast special edition split crossover crossover the small market bag. <laughs> yeah, the vintage. <laughs> yeah. The vintage. There's some small the market bag. Small bag. <laughs> right. The vintage small bag. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. We'll be right back. All right. Fine. <laughs> As one of the weirdest podcasts in sports, not everything we do makes sense. Except, except Hoffman for the coffee we drink. Good Sense Coffee. From espresso to whole bean, Good Sense is 100% organic and tastes delicious. And now, our listeners can get 10% off their purchase by typing in promo code SMALLMARKET at checkout. Just go to GoodSenseCoffee.com. That's GoodSenseCoffee.com. Promo code SMALLMARKET. And that's link will also be on our facebook page once again so if you can't find it just from us reading the the little script go to our facebook page and you can find it there as well Talk bag, right? Is yeah, uh, yeah. The vintage small bag. The vintage, vintage small bag vintage sounds good. Yeah. The vintage market I like that. podcast. <laughs> the vintage market. The it's the small bag. <laughs> the small bag. Welcome yeah, back small. to the small bag. <laughs> yeah, small the vintage bag. small bag. I don't know if I can get behind this or not, but that's we're In going. The spirit with of it. moving ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Getting Hoffman off the topic of the title of the show. <laughs> We're talking about Driven, starring Sylvester Stallone and, unfortunately, Burt Reynolds. He and, does show uh, up a few times. He does. With a few <laughs> other people that I we none of us ever heard from again. Yeah, you so, know, it, it seemed like um, Jimmy Bly, whoever played him, I feel like I've seen him in movies before, but I don't. He had a, he had a, a familiar face. Yeah. Well, probably. Wasn't he the one that what? looked like Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Who is uh, Kit Pardue? Which <laughs> I, I no, haven't seen. That name doesn't even sound that familiar. And it's been twenty years, so I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. This, I imagine role. this didn't springboard his career then. No, and then we've got Till Schweiger, who is Bo Brandenburg, who's the German guy. Gina Gershon uh, as Kathy uh, Moreno, probably my favorite female. Uh, character in the, the movie. Yeah, she's so sassy and, and I know she's just she's just mean to everybody. <laughs> she is because she has to be in the movie. So, you know. <laughs> so she's there. Yeah, and then yeah, and then Burt Reynolds is in this movie, and he's just uh, for whatever reason. I don't for whatever know why reason, he's in it. He's not in it for very long. I, no. I well, I mean, he's not in it a lot, and you don't you get no character background or. What do you he, think he was there for? Like two days of shooting, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Like, not, like they had him for eight hours. I and then he's like, I'm getting to, out of here. Yeah, and they got him and they they shoved him in the ass of this movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just it was a matter yeah. of like, oh my god, he Bert said yes. Yeah. So they put him in the movie. We were discussing a little off mic that it's like I, like for like for me, you might as well combine the Stallone and the Burt Reynolds character. You could have done that because mm-hmm. they didn't complement each other. Yeah, in, in any respect at all, they didn't. 
They didn't explain why either one was there. Yeah. You know, no backstory. This is the result. This is a movie where they they don't give you any kind of character background, nobody's backstory, no character development, nobody's a three-dimensional character. Everybody is just very, very 1D, and yeah. they're there, and here's some race cars. Right. So. And that's what I, I like. I talked to my wife about, too. Or, or I was like, this movie is for people who like race cars yeah because there's no like because if you were if you were of the mind that it was like i want to watch a movie of the race cars you could watch this and you could just get rid of everything else and just be like fast car go zoom right <laughs> <laughs> and even there's a few crashes that's yeah that's, you know race car porn basically. yeah that's really yeah it's but it gets unrealistic um to a point i mean there's there's unbelievable non-fatal crashes where these, yeah. these car, these Formula One cars, just like flip over tenfold, you know, several of them at a time, like on the heads of the, the yeah. cars, and they all just like get up and they're like, oh, oh, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> a sprained know? ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. There were like I, there were like four or five moments where people should have died, and yeah. I think that's what this movie's missing is like. Some like more death, yeah, oh, more death. Yes. Like Memo, thank you. <laughs> Memo should have died. Memo should have died. I, he should have died. I, even watching it, I was like, why didn't they kill him? Like, I, sh- I would have been and fine not even with that. from like not even like from a perspective that's like, oh, it was such a devastating car crash. But for the story itself, he should have died. Because then it would have it would have added extra like emotional it and weight. I might have been able to understand why they all came together at the end because yes. they all knew him. So there's kind of like a this bond is for there, a memo. yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah. It, yeah. And then you pointed out the the chase scene at uh, where they drive through the city. So Jimmy Bly driving through um, Chicago. He gets yeah, <laughs> yeah. That no was a wild scene, whatsoever. Or Toronto, depending on <laughs> depending on. Hey, what he was he was believe. angry at his possibly ex girlfriend, yeah. and he was taking it out on the gas pedal. Listen, she was everybody's ex girlfriend. Okay, yes, it's true. That's I think true. I, I think that's accurate. Probably. That's accurate. I think Andy and I dated her at one point in the movie. So <laughs> yeah. everybody's yeah. everybody's the so they they go driving through the city at one point in the movie. Stallone goes chasing after Jimmy Bly. Because he gets, uh, he realizes that his ex girlfriend is now getting back together with her ex boyfriend. Yeah, and all I could think was, it should have been like it should have the German guy, the boyfriend should have been chasing Jimmy Bly. It shouldn't have been Stallone. I don't know why Stallone was chasing him to then give him like a twenty minute lecture after it was over. Like, and it just adds more for me. It adds more of that. Like, why is Stallone in this movie? Because I don't know. Like it's like he shoehorned himself into the movie, and then gave him all this unneeded characterization. And then at the end of the movie, he's not like he's not even there. It's not like oh yeah, I'm so glad like Stallone showed up and he's back. It's like, do you? You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's it just makes it more confusing. I keep wanting to go back to this because it's his masterpiece. This are the Rocky movies. Like every one of those Rocky movies is. There's some value in those films. Right. But Rocky Balboa, I think, is like the sixth Rocky movie where he's, you know, he's trying to connect, reconnect with his son, and he stops his son, you know, on the street, and and he goes, <laughs> and, and he, um, his son's talking about quitting his job, and he's just, yeah. he's just, and that's a, a good scene. Downer. I think it's, it's a good scene. great scene. Yeah. And, Stallone, it, they've made memes out of this. Mm-hmm. This is like supposed to be a nothing movie, and they've made memes out of this. They've made quotes out of this. They've done, they've done so much with it because it's such a powerful thing. It gets me teary, you yeah. know. Where he stops him and he goes, "Look, it's not about like getting hit. It's about how much you're hit and then you right, get back right. up. Yeah. That's what toughness is. That's what life is about." That's also good writing. That's great writing. It's good characterization, exactly. and it's also using the character to inform the dialogue that he's giving. And you get behind <laughs> Rocky, and you're like, "This is the this is, yeah, hell yeah." That's why we love yeah. this character. And you've also you seen know? him like get knocked down a bunch in previous films, so exactly. it all relates exactly. And so, then you got Joe Tonto, who's like <laughs> lecturing him on something from he's lecturing him on stuff from like a deleted scene <laughs> well it's, yeah exactly so <laughs> which is like what so during that scene where he he 
is stopped with Joe Bly in the middle of the city. Yeah. And they both kind of crash. Or Jimmy Bly, him. but Jimmy Joe Bly, Bly that's fine. <laughs> very, Joe forget, Blow, very forgettable. Joe Blow, yeah. Jimmy Blow, Greg, whatever. Greg something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And he could have had this moment. He could sure, have had sure. that same, that conversation, and that would have validated the entire movie. Sure. If he had had that, like, come to Jesus sort of. But again, because he shouldn't be in the movie. <laughs> There's nothing. There's no, there is nothing he could have said where I would be like, "Oh, this makes sense." Like, you're lecturing him because not unless they had added like an additional thirty minutes to this film, and and gave Stallone backstory as to why he's lecturing this kid now. Because I otherwise have, didn't care. They could have put in that exact Rocky Balboa uh, monologue mm-hmm. that he had with his son in this movie, which. What fifteen years? Yeah, prior. If yeah, yeah, put, yeah, that, if uh, yeah. That, that was sense. in there, and he's giving that to Jimmy Bly, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Bly, Jimmy, Jimmy, or Joe Tonto, or, or Joe Bly. I don't know. Whatever. The Luke Skywalker. <laughs> they, I. It would have validated for me. I would have been like, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's what this movie is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about toughness or endurance or, you know, even though. Like life gives you lemons, you make lemonade out of it. Your girlfriend breaks up with you and dates seven other dudes, right? Right, like <laughs> super quickly. Yeah, it's. I think you also ta- you you touched on a, a like a missing theme from this movie, which is endurance. Yeah, because it takes endurance to drive a car like that. Absolutely, that's isn't the that the idea? One? Isn't right. it like three hundred laps or something? Yeah, that's and, what makes it kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, three hundred laps, five hundred miles, or five hundred. Laps, the entire miles, thing is endurance, like endurance, car, yeah. spirit, character, all that stuff. Absolutely, that, that theme is nowhere in this movie. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thought that deep. Yeah, nobody I mean, was. Yeah, so that's probably the thesis of the. It's, it's <laughs> should have been around. the tagline. It's, Driven, nobody thought that deep. It's stick around until the next car crash. You yeah, know? yeah, and that's gonna come really quick. All oh, that fire and the you know it's, tires flying around. And insert special effects here. I was just gonna say CGI exactly. raindrops. Yeah. CGI raindrops, yes. The Chicago scene. Man. I thought it was the most interesting one out of the film, where they're driving, where Stallone is chasing Jimmy Bly, and they're in those uh, prototype vehicles. Mm-hmm. That's a cool scene. It is, but it it just felt like I said, like special insert special effects yeah. here. It's just like we're having a movie, and then all right, let's just plug this thing yeah. in here. Like there is no run up to it. And you're I telling just... me it didn't look cool when he took the uh, the, took the sewer lid off. Oh, that was the climax say. of the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I get it, but I just... Ho- it hovered around Stallone's head Art. like it was a halo and then flew right. away. You that guys, didn't look cool. You guys are being too kind. You know, that was like pure gold. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are this being... is going to look so good. <laughs> you guys are being too kind and ignoring that entire sequence with, like, the, the sewer cap flies... Well, first of all, you had to preface that with, like, the, the coin. Okay. That makes oh, the no. coin scene. Let's talk about AJ, that first. AJ, you sold me on this movie with the coin scene, and you're <laughs> like, did. and then I was like, and I was like, driven, man. Maybe I have to watch that movie. And the coin scene, I'm sorry, it was so cool oh. in 2001. <laughs> it, was it was maybe sh- the lamest thing I've ever really. Seen. I thought, oh, there's two there, and then he walks away, and they roll it slowly to reveal a third. I was like, balls. I thought, okay, <laughs> like wow, <laughs> this dude's baller. I thought, okay, so I thought, like, the reveal, that's very, like, that's very in, like, conventions, right? So, like, you're, of course, going to see the third one. Because right. like, oh, you, know, you knew it was coming. So yeah, you knew so. it was coming. I just, like, why would, why not make it something where he's, he used to be so good, he could just catch it out of the air. Like, somebody, that's what I you thought know what I mean? going to be, yeah. Yeah, where he would just drive by and, and, like, he would grab a quarter out of the air. And he's, like, he's such a good driver. And he, he like, he turns on a dime, right? right. Like, he can, like... <laughs> Turn on a quarter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what was the second part of that trick? Like, back in 2001, when we originally saw it in the trailer or or wherever we might have seen it, that was cool. That was, yeah, flipped up a coin. It's and that's really all we confusing. needed to so see. He saw, he saw the coin. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so he took the coin, he flipped it, and then he watched it land. Okay. So then he did that three times. What, three what is, different coins. What, with three different coins. What what does that reveal about him? Why does that make him a good driver? That he can hit the coins? 
that he can remember where they landed and he can drive over them? What is that revealing, I guess? Because I was confused. That he saves his money. <laughs> that he's got enough he's got enough quarters. <laughs> he's got enough quarters for the meter. You know, it's supposed to show that he's city. a good driver, right? That he's like an expert yeah, driver. So. Yes. Yeah. But, but he's got really good eyes and he can Okay. He can cuts hot like you said, turns on a dime type of thing. Yeah, whatever he's that so is. like Okay. That he could hit Maybe? that mark, there, I guess. There just seems to like you, you know what? Up the stakes. Put somebody put somebody on the track and he's not gonna hit them. But he will blow by them and grab a quarter out of their hand or something. There he's go. so good right. that he can get that close and not kill somebody. Up the state. Instead, we're left with watching Sylvester Stallone. Well, Sylvester Stallone stunt double in a car, <laughs> and then drive over quarters. It just it doesn't that like I want to be like there during that pitch meeting. I want I want the guy who pitched that scene. Right. Like I want I want to yeah I want to hear that. Well, in make it in like helping I you know in helping to make like short films. I know that there's a lot of things where like. You can pitch ideas, uh, like visually or script wise, and then they don't go all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is the result of that, where there is probably something cooler, where like he flips the coin into the air, and then the driver behind him catches it or something. That would make see that, that would be would, cool, okay, that, right? Okay, that's perfect because then it would show teamwork between Jimmy Bly and. And um, Stallone, yeah, because then they're working together to do something, right? And teamwork is lost in this movie. It's oh, nowhere. absolutely! They they have a team <laughs> in the movie, <laughs> and it's never utilized. And you don't explain why there's there's teams in in yeah, good call. Know, racing. Why, yeah, why do they you know? like? Oh, you're going to be a blocker. They don't define that. If, for if me, you right. if you watch NASCAR or Formula One and stuff, you you, you know those it. things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But if you're just the average person going to watch that movie in the movie theaters because Sylvester Stallone's in it, yeah, you have no idea about you know the way the teams work and stuff. And I you got no, you got to like I got done with be the behind movie, them and I'm like, and I guess that's how that works, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I'm trying to think of because uh, uh, those two scenes stick out and uh, even like so the climax of the film. I'm trying to think of scenes that stuck out for me, and even the climax was so uh, like for me it was very boring. It was a very boring end to a film. Um, I don't know why they didn't end it when Memo got in his car accident, or like shortly thereafter, or up the stakes so we had a race that was worth watching. Because even after, so after Memo got in an accident, the the villain and the hero become friends, and then you just have another race. <laughs> that's, right. that's, yeah, that's, I, that's weird to me. I don't know. That seems odd. It just it seemed odd to me that they're all friends at the end anyways. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just... Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't know. I What do you think, AJ? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> and I agree. But again, it goes back to lack of character development. And I mean, even if... If this sounds... You're going to laugh at me. Even if Stallone had that monologue... At yeah. some point in the movie, where he was like, "Endurance." <laughs> Did he say endurance too? You yeah. went, oh, yeah, endurance. That's the only word that came out. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. Then I would have, I would have been sold. I would have been like, I "Yeah." Just, he gave us a life lesson. You know? Yeah. trying. <laughs> well, you got to work the body, Rock. <laughs> I think, I think what we should do is, we should go around the horn. Let's go around the table. Let's give a like and dislike of the film. This is this is a vintage talkback moment. We're we're steering we're steering away from the small market podcast. We're getting into format. Yeah, yeah. We, you know we podcast doesn't. <laughs> we we shy away from that. We're right. just we're just raw and unfine, yeah. unrefined. You know, just, we're usually we're whatever. usually like too drunk by this point. We're to fly show. by the seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah, I say let's 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 finish it with a like and a dislike from everybody, and then if you have final thoughts about the film. And uh, and then we can we can call it good there. Okay. Okay. So uh, who wants to start? I mean, I can start us off. Or AJ, I think. Uh, go ahead. Uh, do you, do you want some time to think? We about... should we should stop with Josh. I feel uh, okay. being 
You know, being the man that is the master of format himself, <laughs> right. I feel like right. you I don't know master of format. I think um, uh, we could we could coin flip who wants to go first. So I don't really care. I think what we need to do is get my Ford Focus and flip <laughs> a co- a quarter yeah. off of you know. Oh, his, go back by the governor's drive. quarter and just peel out of the parking lot, and I'll throw that blue moon. <laughs> do that. that we'll blue see moon how it works out. I'm g- Meanwhile, I'm gonna try to flip my Saturn view like four times in a row and see if I come out alive. <laughs> just to see if it's realistic. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, AJ, AJ, take us away. I can, I can start us off. Do we? Are we going to have a quiz at the end of this? Did you no prepare? quiz. I didn't. Oh, I didn't prepare man. a quiz. I, format. My well, see, my format was. <laughs> oh, format. Come on, Mister Format. My thought is, uh, because uh, we're just hitting forty-four minutes and not an hour and forty minutes, which I think is <laughs> yeah. much better. Um, we, it's I think we summed, uh, we deserves. summed up the, I, we summed up the film, and then. You come back from break, you can talk about it a little bit more, and then give a like or dislike, and then you can just leave on on, on that, and we don't have okay. to. So, there's more of what I don't like about this movie than what I, I like about this movie. What I like about this movie, what kept me in the movie was the cast. I'm a diehard Stallone guy. He's given me all these Rocky movies, mm-hmm. and I, I'm with him. Like I'll stick with you till the end of the driven, because I'm hoping you're gonna give me some cool monologue, right? Right, a life lesson that I really liked. I just enjoy watching the guy so much in, in everything. I this is the first movie that I've seen him in that I didn't like him in, but Stallone kept me in the movie. Yeah, I'm not even you know Burt Reynolds is great. There's a lot of Burt Reynolds fans out there. I don't, I don't care one way or the other that he's in the movie, but Stallone keeps me in the movie. Yeah, and he doesn't even he doesn't need to be in this film. Yeah, he has no reason to be in this at all. Um, yeah, I, but I think this is just and he's had like some B movies and stuff, but this is his worst piece of work. It really is. But he yeah. he keeps me engaged in it just because I'm waiting for him to break out or save save the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, save right. the story. As far as what I don't like is the unbelievability. And I can buy a lot of stuff, but I'm no physics major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were some floating cars in this movie. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. The, the physics, the... Even, like, the writing, some of the like the daft writing, the lines, some of the things that people say, you know, when the girl comes up to that one guy, that one driver, and like goes to, I'm trying to kiss every driver yeah. in the track, and she goes to kiss that guy, and and he uh, he's like, move on to the next one, yeah, whatever, you, you know, don't like, I don't do what? that anymore. What are you talking about? You, <laughs> so what is wrong with you? <laughs> I wanted to be <laughs> you want, you wanted to spoken escalate. like the host of the small market pod. You want to you want to escalate the kissing and driven? Yeah. Oh god, well, it was bad enough that there was a relationship between Salone and anybody. But I'm in I'm interested in that that particular driver. And like, why is he such a hard ass? Why is he so yeah? Like, he, why does he not like girls? You know, <laughs> what do you I don't get it. Why does he not like kissing? Is it kissing? Is hey, it girls? On. Yeah. Is it that he's so focused that he can't, you know? That's have probably any kind what of they were trying to convey. Human engagement or whatever. Yeah, they just failed at everything. But to me, it's just <laughs> stupid. It's just the the unbelievability of this entire movie. The physics. The oh, man, I could not wait. To, I thought we were going to talk about thirty minutes on just the sewer cap going past Stallone's head. <laughs> we're just like. Shaves past his head. It literally like hovered around him like a like a sheet of paper. It, it was so it was so bizarre. Yeah. I tried to get a slow motion video for you guys <laughs> and send that your way, just so that you can enjoy. It. Anyways, I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. No, Andy. No, uh, I'll go, go ahead. ahead. Um, so what I didn't like about the movie, and there was a ton to choose from, and I don't want to pick the same as Hoffman's because I could easily could have. Uh, would probably be lack of character development. I didn't feel like I was particularly emotionally invested in any character at all throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. It was I don't know, it just people just come in out of nowhere, they leave out of nowhere, there's not a whole lot of backstory to it. Just very empty, yeah. I guess maybe would be the word in that sense. 
what I did like about the movie, and I know Hoffman had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of stuff that just defies physics and stuff. Uh, but what I did enjoy is um, there was a lot of things, like a lot of the different races, race locations and stuff. Okay, yeah. They're actually real locations. Like Hoffman asked me, he's like, yeah, at the end, we were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, last week, and he's like, and at the end, they were at uh, Belle Isle. Is there even a race at Belle Isle? Actually, there is. There's a Detroit Grand Prix. There's a real race if, if at Detroit, Belle Isle. Yeah, when I saw and Detroit, real, I was like, oh, cool. And it was real film footage from it, and I thought that was actually kind of neat. Um, and then... Uh, we had hit on it, some of the drafting techniques and stuff that's yeah. actually accurate to racing. Yeah. Now, you know, getting T-boned and flipping <laughs> for three quarters of a mile, probably 20, 30 times yeah. into a river outside of the stadium, not realistic at all. Oh, but I'm going to be using there my... There are parts of it that were, and I was like, oh, this makes sense. I, yeah. I see that. Oh, when they're coming up with like techniques and stuff. Yeah, like the yeah. techniques of the driving where they're drafting as teammates and stuff like that. It actually is something that I've heard a lot of. Not that really? I watch a ton of NASCAR, yeah, yeah. Josh. No, I'm just, but, no, I did. But yeah, I it is cool. a technique and yeah. stuff, and that's why they have teammates to do different things like that, or kind of way uh, Stallone cuts them off coming out of pit road type of thing. Teammates do do things like that in racing yeah. to give the leader the edge if he's their teammate and stuff. Yeah. I, that it's it's hard to find something that I like, and those are probably the only things I could really give you that I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, but it was like a fleeting moment of, okay, that's kind of cool. I don't think I'll ever use um, uh, like two spoons at a dinner table the same way again because I'm just going to pretend that their car is following each other because they do it like three or four times in the movie <laughs> where they've got spoons <laughs> and he's trying to show how he's going to use the spoons by like moving them around the table. And I was like, uh, this is not... Well, hey. There is one scene where Jimmy Bly has two spoons and he's showing how they're going to drift with each other. I don't, I don't mean like that. <laughs> I mean like when they're actually out no, no. racing. Because I think you're right. I think because I think you're right. I think it's really cool when they have those inclusions in there of like, just like, just give me a little bit about. It's got to be relatable to real racing. life. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be related. You can't just completely make. You got to have some sort of accuracies yeah. to, to real life. The worst part of it is when they're at a dinner table and the one girl is looking seriously, like she's looking very serious. And he's using two spoons to illustrate how they're going to get something <laughs> done. Like, and it's like, oh, my God, that's uh, like a little embarrassing. Why, you know? why didn't you pit into the green bean casserole? <laughs> you know, it's, there's three laps left. Swerver on the mashed potatoes. What are you doing? Like, it is. It's like, exactly. it's silly. It's silly. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Um, So, yeah, likes and dislikes. Uh, starting, just beginning with the dislikes, I dislike that Sylvester Stallone was in this movie. I, I, I could not rationalize why he, he was doing what he was doing i couldn't rationalize him as a character um he seems very shoehorned in um and i just would have much appreciated the focus being on those two drivers and that would have been a fine race movie because it's not like stallone is not just like star power he is like the greatest star power it would be like having tom cruise in days of thunder not being the central focus right Mm -hmm. which I guess I haven't seen Days of Thunder since I was, like, 10, but I believe he's the central focus of Days of Thunder. Yeah. So so that would be, like, it would just be having Tom Cruise in that movie just, like, mentoring a kid and coming in and out of the story. It's, it's almost, very weird. It's almost distracting. It is, from yeah. From the other characters. I, and Burt Reynolds is distracting because he shows yeah, up and just like, starts yelling at people. And it's like, why are you in this movie? The, <laughs> the star power of the movie is... Is characters like you said that are disposable, yeah. so it takes away from the actual plot of what's going on yeah. and the characters of what's going on. There was so the the things that I did like about the movie were these attempts at character because I think there were some moments given to Jimmy Bly because he is in like a complicated like love triangle kind of, and that doesn't you know it obviously doesn't need to be like in every movie. But I think he, he can be kind of uh, like kind of complex. So I kind of appreciate that. Um, but like the race in Chicago, I thought was kind of cool. I thought that was that was neat. Really getting onto more of the practical elements of the film. Um, because they weren't arrested. That's practical. Yeah, they weren't. Sorry. Arrested. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> and there was just... like like another like unbelievable thing about the movie is there, there was nothing came back to haunt them about. No, they didn't even get a parking ticket. No. Like, and there's was... also like so this movie was like all, like overly sexualizing the audience like there was a girl just eating like a cynistic um <laughs> in a suggestive way when they're in chicago they blow pe- like they drive by this uh this girl at like an alarming like speed and her dress blows up so you see her panties 
And then, the, then there's just like a shot at the last race where it just focuses on a girl's butt in jean shorts. And it just follows it through. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we like, this is, this is a, this is a Budweiser commercial at this point where it's like, this doesn't need to be, this it, doesn't need to be here. There could have been heavy Budweiser influence on it. <laughs> it I mean, money wise. Well, uh, well, Budweiser is still around, as you pointed out. Most yeah. of the companies featured in this movie are like no longer existent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other than Budweiser, yeah, like Nextel, no longer existent. There's there's a couple other companies that aren't even. I'm like, oh, I remember them. Yeah, you know, yeah. when they were relevant. But yeah, uh, yeah. So overall, just kind of, um, um, yeah. That's as far as like <laughs> I'm just trying to think say. of things I like about the movie, and yeah. So, um. Thanks, AJ, very much for recommending Driven. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, um, AJ. Next time, let's do Days of Thunder and just call it good. Get get down on it, Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm listening at this point. <laughs> you better have something Shakespearean to, to deliver here. Well... I don't think I recommended Driven. Did I recommend Driven? You said we should watch it, and but I agreed. Okay. I don't think I'm not going to put the onus on you, because I, I right. also was like, well, I remember a movie featuring Sylvester Stallone as a race car driver, and I want to watch that because that sounds like a good movie. <laughs> it turns so, out terrible idea. <laughs> it's I liked Days of Thunder as a kid, and between Days of Thunder and Driven, Driven is the worst movie. It's the worser movie of the two. Yeah. Um, you know, couldn't get through Driven even, I think, as a youngster. Yeah. But. Are there truly monumental, like, race car movies that are worth watching? Um, I think. Because I there th- is. I don't think so. It, which is weird because there's inherent drama in race car. Like. Right. Like, well, I guess in, like, NASCAR. I mean, you have drama there. It, it's a tough thing to do, and um, because it's a game, you know, because right, you, it's yeah. built into a game. Well, is that you have winners and losers? That's drama. So I heard something on the radio that really, really made sense, and this is going to sound weird, but they said that the bigger the ball, the less successful the movie or book. So something like baseball, Bull Durham. Dreams, those things were very successful movies. Yeah. And Tin books. Cup and Golf. Tin Cup and Golf. Yeah, exactly. But you get into like Hoosiers, eh, kind of keep you, but you know, that that was a strike. You had acting to rely on, a good story, things like that. Um, but then it gets into something like No Ball, and you just have this big giant race car, and it's. That's not an overly, not to insult anybody. That's not an overly sophisticated audience to begin with, right? You know, your your stock car racing people, they're not reading books. That's why there's not a whole <laughs> lot of books written about stock car racing or Formula One. Yeah, and um, there's few movies made about them, but it's a very cinematically and and visually appealing thing. Yeah, so you can pull that off, but. No, I mean, can you tell me the best race car book? Right, or even you know? like Fast and the Furious is a fantastic franchise. After like right. like number five, because it's just so like ridiculous, all oh, centered absolutely. on cars and fast cars and racing. Yep. But, so they, it can but they can be did done it well. Yeah, it can be done. Like you yeah. said, it can be done. But yeah, this, this was not done well. No, because the racing isn't even like a huge part of the movie. Really, right. there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of attempts at character development. When they get in a even, movie about cars. <laughs> yeah. When they get even an ounce of success like they did in Fast and the Furious, then they make seven freaking movies yeah. about it. And it's it's kind of sickening, you know? <laughs> so, but when it comes to like that, that's like underground street racing, which everybody can re- relate to. It's a lot harder to break into like stock car racing, racing or. Formula can you imagine one. if there was like Driven 5? <sighs> Stallone's wow. still in there, <laughs> picking up quarters. Well, Driven One would have had to <laughs> at least had that monologue, that Rocky like yeah. monologue in there, you know. So, anyways, do you want to close out the show? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, that's so. 
that's all I've got on Driven. I think this has been an hour long <laughs> analysis. If we, uh, a normal vintage chalk bag episode is typically longer than the movie itself. So I think <laughs> in under an hour, we were, I think, able to sum up, uh, uh, you know, the, the good and negative qualities of Driven. Um, I would just say, does anybody have anything else to add about the movie? No, I have nothing. I think this has been a successful episode of crossover uh, event. Yeah, crossover yeah. event of the, you know, like the Jetsons meeting the Flintstones, or okay. the Flintstones meeting the Jetsons. We in should space. we should uh, try to update that reference a little bit. Maybe I'll, like I, the Big yeah. Bang Theory and uh, yeah, no, and I, the Jetsons and the, the Jetsons, Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. the and the Flintstones and the Flintstones, Barney, yeah. Barney Rubble, and uh, and Shelton. And, yeah, yep. You know, yep. So, yeah, Barney, I think Barney said Bazinga, and then everybody clapped. I think that's a great reference right there, Josh. I think you did a good job. <laughs> Thank you. It. Yeah. So this has been the the vintage small bag podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thank, thank you for joining us uh, to talk uh, to, to listen to us talk about this this uh, film in quotations this 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 attempt at a movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, Josh, for letting us uh, stop by. And, oh, for sure. And use your studio. We really appreciate it. My basement studio. Yes. Marin's got his cat ranch. I have my uh, basement. Right. Absolutely. My, my my bun bun ranch. My dog. Which is within walking quarters of the governor's quarters. Walking distance of the. <laughs> please, please allow myself to introduce myself. myself. <laughs> okay, we can kill it at that point. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe uh, see you guys around. See you next time. Again, myself too, also as well. Bye now. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast. Like and comment, interact with us on Facebook at the Small Market Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. Or email us at smallmarketpodcast at gmail.com. Music for Small Market Podcast was provided by the band Pure.